0: Water sucks. Gatorade is better. Holiday special. I'm your co-host Kyle Rogers, joined as always by the commissioner Joe Robo Show. Lots to unwrap on this festive holiday edition. We are going to look at the playoff picture as it stands. We're going to answer some anonymous questions, and you might even hear a few familiar voices. So sit back, relax, grab some eggnog, and unwrap what should be our best episode yet. Well, welcome into the holiday special. In addition to it being our holiday special, it is also a very special day for our commissioner. Happy birthday, Joe. We are recording this on Wednesday, December 20th. How
1: you doing? I'm doing great. Definitely getting up there in uh, in age at this point in time. Every year feels a little worse. I think that that thirty year check mark uh, was probably the worst one, and, and, and it probably only goes downhill from there. But feeling feeling pretty good on this uh, this Wednesday afternoon. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, well, good to hear. And uh, it sounds like we may have also opened a merch store, judging on the gift you received uh, this afternoon. I don't know if those coffee mugs will be available for purchase in the near future, but maybe we'll see.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely try the mug out, and we'll 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 let the let the group know uh, when the merch store is ready for for order.
0: Well, great. Well, we have lots to discuss here on the holiday special, dropping an episode right around Christmas, so that the league can get up to date on all the excitement going on through playoffs. And your thoughts, uh, really, as the year wrapped up, Joe. I mean, it was certainly a nail biter right down to the wire, which we'll get into more of the details when we look at that
1: playoff picture. But uh, overall, thoughts. Happy with the year once again I you know I think there's a quite a few moments that we've had this year that have made the league quite fun. Obviously, starting this podcast up was a was a huge start to the year and get everybody really on board and from there it's it's only been uphill and and I think everybody had a really good year really fun year a lot of unique situations a unique challenges close tight league like hate that I didn't make playoffs and as you said we'll get into that a little bit deeper. but Overall, like I couldn't have asked for a for a more fun league as the year went on.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's probably the most fun I've had playing fantasy football. Also the most stressful, I might add, but uh, it has been the most fun. You look at the interaction between league mates, the trades that we've had go on, just record setting, I think, on all accounts. And we won't bury the lead here. We'll look at that playoff picture. We are currently going into the second round of the playoffs as we record this. But for our listeners, we'll recap here. Uh, we're going to start with the NFC. and In the NFC, we had three lucky individuals make the playoffs. Charles actually made it all the way to number one, took that number one seed, had the bye this week, which was probably a good thing, followed by second place, which is Kyle Burke. And then Gage Burke, losing the Bo Burke Bowl, fell to third. Your thoughts on your division in the
1: NFC? Honestly, I think uh, last time we kind of predicted it would be between Gage and Kyle in the Bo Burke Bowl for that first overall position. But Chuck, from out of nowhere, a little bit of RKO, just uh, just taking the league by a storm and, and, and taking that first overall spot, giving himself the bye, which I think was huge as we get into the, the first round playoffs. But uh big congrats to Chuck on, on kind of squeezing through. But once again, that whole division eight and eight and six. And then uh, Nick and I at seven and seven at the bottom and our points for the majority of the league outscoring the entire AFC outside of Kalem. So uh, definitely some questions to be had on a wild card spot for 2024, but uh, honestly, congrats to the three guys that made it through uh, well done uh, on, on the right picks and right waiver wire moves throughout the year and especially some great trades through this division as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, Chuck all along did say he was building for playoffs. Uh, a little scary now that he is there as to what might happen. I totally agree with you on that uh first round bye, uh, especially with that Jefferson in- injury. Bijan was terrible this past week, so a lot of things went in his favor, and that's really the, you know, the spoils uh, of finishing first. Not only do you get the monetary prize, but you also get that bye week to rest the players and And now we will look at the most dominant division in all of fantasy football. (laughs) We're going to look at the AFC. And in this division, no surprise, Kalem landed on top. He's been on top all year, followed by Jeff, who was on a bit of a slide, but did enough to get there. And then everyone's favorite co-host of the podcast lived up to his word, crawled out of the basement, and made playoffs with the third spot. Your thoughts here on this division?
1: First off, I got to say congratulations to you. What a hell of a comeback to squeeze into that playoff spot. I wouldn't say it was all necessarily the things you did, but more some things around what other people had did. But uh, you know, we we said it before. Calum obviously going to lock up that spot. Ten and four, best record in the league. Dominant team continues to dominate. Not surprising to see him lock that up. Jeff was on a slippery slope, a three or four game losing streak, and just happened to kind of keep keep the train rolling enough to 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 squeeze into that second place spot and then yeah you Kenzie and Tyler just five and nine points for battle and what happens you come back with the biggest score you've had in the entire year by a landslide to dominate Kenzie and steal that third place spot so Kenzie's hurting for sure Tyler's feeling a lot worse but uh, I'm sure you're on cloud nine uh As of two weeks ago, you were on cloud nine uh, rolling into playoffs.
0: Indeed. Yeah, that uh, was massive. Everybody being five and nine. We talked about it previously. I needed a lot of things to go my way on a year that nothing has gone my way in. I needed to not only beat Kenzie in our rivalry game, but I needed to beat him by 32 points. And I also needed you to beat Burpee and be ahead of Burpee in the points for department by 24 points and luckily i believe it was the saquon barkley touchdown that put me over the edge just to squeak in almost as exciting as me making playoffs was the race for the polar bear dip which we called was going to be a close one i thought kenzie was headed to the saint john river but it turns out our league mate tyler made it there by two points the points
1: for close battle all year thoughts on tyler doing the dip well, I'll say, interestingly enough, Kenzie picked up a kicker on that Sunday, Jason Sanders, who t- kicked two extra points at the end of the game to squeeze him through on that two-point race. So, uh, smart move on Kenzie's part, I'd say. Somehow, he he had the right call there to to pick the right kicker, and he's, he's not going to be taking the plunge, but... To answer your question, yeah, I, I got a feel for Tyler a little bit. I said it on the last episode, never missed playoffs in the history of the league. I did look back through, and I can confirm that is a fact. Until this year, he has actually missed playoffs. Not only did he miss playoffs, he'll be taking a plunge in the the St. John River probably at some point in the new year.
0: Yeah, very, uh, very crazy. Those rivalry games we've talked about made a huge difference. My rivalry game was between Kenzie and I, a must win for me. The other rivalry game on the NFC side that was a must win and really a win and in if not to win that whole division came down to Chuck and Nick and unfortunately the winner of that won the league and the loser which ended up being Nick was on the outside looking in for playoffs your division was crazy all year I would say I don't know if I'd say more competitive than ours I'd say your record was better uh but we were fighting tooth and nail and I know for myself I uh made a wild amount of trades this year. I I had the ball bounce my way for the first time, but some of the trades, some of the moves, I, I put myself in a spot to uh, to have a little luck finally, and then got dummied by Jeff uh, this past weekend. So all for naught, I made it in, and now I'm in the same spot as you and Nick and uh, Kenzie and Tyler. So what can you do?
1: Well, at least you're a little bit toastier this year than you were last year.
0: Indeed, and uh, looking at that... Um, We are recording this after Week 15 has happened. We are looking at our Week 16 matchups, some big matchups again here. We are going to have Chuck going head-to-head with Gage to determine who is moving to the finals for the NFC, and we are going to have Calum take on Jeff. That rivalry match still going strong to see who makes it for the AFC. So, Joe, if you were putting your money down, who do you think we're going to see in the finals in Week 17?
1: It's a tough it's a tough pick here. I'll say I'll I'll give credit to the two guys that uh, that that won their matchups last week, Jeff and Gage. They both had fantastic performances. Their teams were playoff ready. Jeff putting up 130 points and then Gage putting up 160 points. If I was a betting man, I'd probably bet on Chuck and Calum, but after gage's performance last week i don't know it, that that one's kind of tight to me uh in the nfc so just like the division's been the entire year i think that one's going to be a, a definitely quite of a, a journey uh mccaffrey might put up another 17 touchdowns uh this weekend uh, to help gage squeeze through but uh we'll see what happens and then yeah i think calum i think calum's going all the way to the finals i think this is this is his year
0: yeah i don't uh i don't disagree with most of that i I could call an upset here with Jeff and Calum. Looking at his matchups this week, I think Kalem's going to be in tough. He's had worse matchups the whole year and somehow managed to score 180 points off them. So you can't count him out, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff pulls the wool over his eyes. So for me, I am going to take Kalem to represent the AFC in the final. And on the other side, I think it is going to be Gage. I think when you look at... CMC this week Uh, he's against Baltimore I think that's going to be a massive matchup the defense is going to be tough but I think he's pretty much matchup proof so I wouldn't be surprised if he had a big game so I'm going to take Gage and I'm going to take Calum in the finals which will leave um, Jeff and Chuck uh, kind of on the outside but I honestly think it could
1: go either way I'm happy to see Calum and Jeff bounce back from their performance last year as well not making the playoffs, having a crazy year as this dual partnership, and now they split up, and look, they're both in the semifinals. This is this is really the, the ultimate rivalry you could ask for between the two of them to decide who's going to make it to the finals.
0: I love it. I love the uh, rivalry bowls coming to fruition. Uh, Kyle Burke and Gage played each other after the Bo Burke Bowl in the first round of the playoffs, which adds to that excitement coming down the stretch. I knocked Ken's out. You helped me get over the line in beating Burpee in the beverage bowl. The monetary piece is nice, but I think the rivalry it creates going forward is going to be really, really cool. And Jeff and Calum, they played each other in their rivalry bowl, and they're playing each other in the second round of the playoffs. So going to be very, very exciting. All right. Well, now we're going to move into one of our favorite segments, Anonymous Questions. All right. Well, welcome to Anonymous Questions. No surprise here, Joe, when we look at who gets their question in first every single week. And this anonymous question comes from Gage Burke. And Gage is wondering, now that I've lost the Bo Burke Bowl, can you help me pick a name for my son for the next year? Well, Gage, we do have some good news. We actually have joining us live on the podcast. Kyle Burke, to help answer
2: this question. Kyle Burke, great to have you. How you doing? Hey, guys. Nice to be back. Nice to see you. Uh, first first off, uh, big happy birthday to Kamish. Thank you very right. much. Appreciate Did, that. Today, today's the day. Today's so, the day. Get uh, up there. Going to sneak that one in there. I know the 30s haven't been too kind to you there so far, but hopefully the 40s will be better in a few, a few <laughs> years here. The shoulder injury and all that fun stuff. Getting old, Kyle, yeah. getting old. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah, it hasn't been good to the Eagles either, your 30s, it uh, it would appear. But uh, So Gage is calling you out, uh, Kyle. He wants a question answered. The question was around what he calls his son now, that you beat him in the Bo Burke Bowl. So love to get your thoughts on that and then the league in general.
2: Well, I'd say uh, first off for uh, winning the Burke Bowl, We'll have to uh maybe add a couple of O's into uh the old bow and make it a boober, perhaps. Love it. And, Love uh, it. Another option could be potentially uh Bradley Sr. Oh, That's okay. another uh another okay. choice there. Keeping it simple, keeping it simple. Brad Sr. and Bradley. Uh and, and then also we can dive uh if he doesn't like any of those options. We can also go into uh the friend pool. There's only one Dax in Cape Breton, so. I mean, you could try. You could waver around that, make it a daxie, daxie something. But we'll let him figure that part. Jackson, out. Daxon, yeah. Daxon, yeah. Daxon. Uh, yeah. But anyways, it was a uh, was a good week. It was a hard fought week. I'd say. Yeah, uh, wasn't my best week. Definitely wasn't Gage's best week. Probably his worst week. Uh, he definitely spanked me this week, so he got the revenge. Uh, I think he would have crushed anybody this week for the whole year. But anyway, that's a story for a different day. But uh, I had McCaffrey in my other pool. So that's uh, probably a blessing in disguise. Take one, take one in that and take a Lickings in one, right? So this is what it is. Uh...
0: Yeah, that's the way she goes. And um, we've certainly uh, cranked up the heat on uh, on Gager the Rager Burke here, but uh, love to get your thoughts overall. How has this year been for you, uh, Kyle? And, and it was a good year uh, for you as well. So love to get your thoughts.
2: Yeah. So beginning of the year, uh, obviously wasn't too happy with my, my first pick. I, probably before I replayed that back, it would probably take someone else, but Is what it is. Traded Derrick Henry away and got Moser. He was pretty solid, even throughout the. It was a questionable trade and it ended up working out for the long run for both of us, probably. Yeah. And then just that opened the doors for me. I made probably three or four more trades after that and really changed my team. I don't even recognize mostly anyone on my team to start the year. So,
0: yeah, a lot of teams changed, honestly, as the year went. And if it makes you feel any better about selecting Derrick Henry, at least you didn't pass on Christian McCaffrey when you had the chance.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a tough call, but you picked the right one at the time with no injuries and stuff. So it's hard to pass in Justin Jefferson, at the same time. So indeed. Uh, Yeah, it was a, it was a great year all in all. I uh, got no complaints about the year. We always have good years, good chirps. Uh, Look forward to it again next year. This podcast was uh, another blessing. That's just something else that adds the excitement to the year.
1: Uh, I think puts a little pressure on you. I think in the league to to make yeah, some trades sure. and make the right trades on top of it. Yeah, hundred percent true. Yeah, you guys
2: uh, been building up this uh, since day one, really, and just keeps getting better. And it's good to listen to,
1: and I look forward to years to come. Well, let's hope in uh, let's hope in future years you get to keep your son's name as uh, as <laughs> Bo Burke. Get, getting getting uh, getting whooped this week, I feel like I probably lost the rights. It might be double or nothing. <laughs> well, this was a playoff
0: match and uh, and not the Bo Burke Bowl. So I know certainly for myself, I will not be calling uh, Bowen by his name for the next year. He <laughs> will have to win the Bo Burke Bowl. So Bowen and Dana will be very confused uh, about that. But, uh, you know, those are the rules. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. So maybe he can make it all worthwhile and win a trophy for his son this year. It remains to be seen.
2: That's right. Yeah. If he keeps putting weeks up like that, you never know.
0: Indeed. Well, Kyle, we appreciate you joining the podcast as always. And we look forward to hearing from you again soon as we move forward with our anonymous questions.
2: Thanks, boys. We appreciate it.
0: All right. Our next anonymous question comes from Jeff Gross. And Jeff Gross is wondering, what the hell happened to Kenzie's team? Well, Jeff, we've got some good news. We are joined by the one and only Mackenzie Tamlin. Kenzie, welcome to the pod.
3: Thanks boys. Happy to be here. This is great. Long time listener. Love it. So you
0: went, um, Oh, and four down the stretch and nearly had to do a polar bear dip. tell us, uh, tell us a bit about what happened.
3: Yeah, it's been, it's been a tough last four weeks, boys. I've been asking myself the same question every time I come into it, you know, it's, uh, it all goes back to draft day. You just put your belief in some of the guys and, and you think, Hey, these guys are going to get the job done. And you know, they just haven't done it. And, uh, Looking back to the, everyone's predictions on my teams, I think everyone saw what I saw on my guys. Like, they're they're there and they they're on the right teams and they think they they can get the job done, but they just don't do it, you know.
0: You were pretty into the Chargers uh, with Herbert and Eckler, who underperformed. That injury by Herbert certainly didn't help you uh, in the game against me to squeak in.
3: Yeah, yeah. As soon as I saw him go down in the second quarter, there it, it made it tough. Although you had a a fantastic week. So I don't know if I could have really done anything differently to to beat you there. But uh yeah, it's it's just tough, you know. You put your belief in some guys that's start of the year, and then they just don't perform. They don't they don't do what you think they were gonna do and you end up 0 and 4 going down the stretch. And hey, at least I avoided the dip. You know, Burpee, uh Burpee and I were up pretty late looking at those uh my extra field goal attempts and my extra point kicks and uh you know my my guy got it done so I avoid the dip this year which is great
1: yeah I I I think I go back to an earlier episode where I you know might have said that Kenzie is definitely going to struggle down the stretch and points four is going to end up being his ultimate crutch which If I'm not wrong, you missed out on both ends uh, from the points for stretch. You know, obviously a nice little win would have helped you out this past weekend. But missing out on those uh, those extra points definitely kind of hurt you, hurt your chances of making playoffs and let Kyle squeeze in out of nowhere.
0: Yes, as we've discussed, it was a wild set of circumstances to get me into the playoffs. I never stopped believing the whole time. So, Jeff, uh, threw some shade over your way. Your thoughts on Jeff's team here? Uh, he's in a matchup uh, with me in, in round one. Your thoughts on his team?
3: You know, it's early Sunday, so I'm going to give Jeff the benefit of the doubt right now. But he's made some questionable calls already, not starting a couple of key players, keeping them on his bench and um, throwing Reed out there. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens today. You know, he might have some belief in himself, too. So, hey, we'll see what happens.
0: It's going to be a wild day. We are recording this, this start of week 15 on Sunday morning. We've gotten together here. Uh, so lots to shake out in the playoffs, absolutely. Is there any questions you have uh, that you'd like to ask anonymously, Kenzie, to other league mates?
3: Well, I've been asked this question, so I'm going to toss it right to Nick here. How does he feel about being 7-7 seven and seven and not making the playoffs? He's going to hate that question because he's just rattled right now looking over at our division and seeing all these guys make playoffs and he's got a better record. And Joe, you're probably in the same boat looking at that and just being, you know, got it.
1: I'm in the same boat, but I, I would love to get Nick's take on how he feels, especially considering he has, you know, one of the top points four in the league as
3: well. Yeah, he's had a tough, uh, tough little stretch down the road. You know, he was leading the division. Everyone saw him, like, finishing it off. But, hey, that's fantasy football for you.
0: Well, that is fantasy football, and that was Mackenzie Tamblin, And we certainly appreciate you joining the podcast. And lucky day, I guess. We've got a few guests going on the podcast this week, and uh, we are joined by the one and only Nick Bartlett. Well, Nick, thank you for joining.
4: Thank you for having me. Glad to be here.
0: We're very excited to have you. And as you've heard, uh, Kenzie is wondering what the hell happened to your team. Any thoughts there on Kenzie's question?
4: Lots of thoughts, uh, mainly from who the question came from. Um, I, you know, I'd expect it from a Kalem, maybe even a Gage, but not from McKenzie. What's uh What was he sitting four and?
0: I think it ended up being five and nine at the end of the day. Five and, nine. But, yeah, five and no, nine. No seven and seven, but...
4: It's no seven and seven, but I mean, when you're in that division, it's pretty damn good.
0: Well, that's a playoff spot, five and nine, but... <laughs>
4: Uh, bring it up the play, the standings here now. Sorry. Yeah. So what you know, I I think everybody probably starts with the same thing when they're asked this questions and, and injuries come up. But I mean, I I was I was struggling for running back all season, and I started with an absolute beauty who uh, who turned his knee inside out. Uh, you know, week two or week one, I think. So I lost Chubb right off the hop. Um. So if Honestly, I think if I kept him, if I had him all season, I'm probably, I'm definitely in the playoffs, probably top of the division, my division, Um, which, again, I'd be top of my division if I beat uh, Chuck in week 14, but couldn't pull it out. Uh, Big trade uh, to try and get that RB spot with Kens, and then Stevenson, uh, he... he off after two weeks with me right so
1: another knee twist just just can't yeah it keep <laughs> keeps another you in your season
4: i've been top rbs all season so um anyway i i think if i if i had a solid rb i think i'm there um i i went four and oh without an rb or without a top rb um so i was pr- honestly pretty happy with that uh obviously look at my points against i'm i think i'm one or two up uh at the top
1: yeah. You're, 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 you're the worst points against in the league. And then yeah. uh, from a points for perspective, you were, you were the third most points for and uh, didn't squeeze into the playoffs.
4: Yeah. So honestly, I don't think I did a ton wrong. Um, I, I looked back week by week, you know, and, and maybe it's easy to do for everybody, but I could have, you know, I lost to gauge by one point in uh, week 10, I think, Uh, When he had Myers put up 21 kicking points, of course, with Gage, right? He's all about the kickers. I think we're going to have two next year. I don't know if you guys got invited to his league or not, but I'll... uh...
1: (laughs) The Daxon Burke (laughs) Dynasty Kicker League?
4: (laughs) The kicker dynasty.
1: Yeah.
4: Anyway, so, you know, week 10, if I win that, uh, I think if I... I started Chuba, uh, which honestly I'll never draft, or pick up off a waiver again in my life. Um, but I started him that week. And if I would have started probably anybody else, I would have beat Gage. Um and then again I'd be sitting probably two because Chuck uh, came out with a, a pretty good points uh points four. I can also point a little bit of the finger at Jeff. Uh he he let <laughs> Gage beat him with 74
1: points. Yeah there's definitely I don't know if Gage had a, that. Had a horseshoe. You know I said Calum had a horseshoe in, in one of the episodes but I think it's been more of Gage's luck, not only with McCaffrey, but then when McCaffrey doesn't perform, he has kickers putting up 21 points and his opponent putting up 64.
4: Yeah, that's right.
0: Classic Gage fantasy football move.
4: And then, and then when he's fighting for his son's name, he completely f- dog, which would have <laughs> let me into playoffs again. All he had to do was win. <laughs> anyway, so that's my year. I, 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 again, I don't think I did too much. Wrong. Uh, The Diggs trade, uh, you know, Amari Cooper put up probably near the same amount as Diggs. uh, And Stevenson was kind of the bonus that I lost. So I I don't know what else I could have done with that points for. Uh, and not make the playoffs. We'll be we'll be talking about it for years, or at least I will be.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. It was uh, it was a pretty good trade all in all. I mean, when it started, but Diggs really never became the superstar people expected, and I think Cooper, especially with Flacco, has been amazing over the last yeah. little while. Stevenson hurt. I mean, the injury trouble uh, is is the great equalizer, I think, in fantasy football. But uh, yeah, some tough losses, some tough breaks. We talked earlier in the episode around what that division looks like compared to the division I was in. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm certainly happy to have made playoffs and, uh, you know, is it fair? Maybe not, but you can only play the, uh, you can only play the people in front of you. So.
4: No, uh, my feelings were hurt, uh, you know, a little bit at the start, but then I looked at week one and I don't think it would have mattered. Everybody would have pounded me.
1: Um, hmm. I said the same thing, Nick. I just said that to to Kyle, like when you, when you get eliminated, you're looking at your next and saying, Hey, like what would have happened had I made it? And week one in the playoffs, we both would have been smashed and it wouldn't have made any difference whether we made it or not. So at the end of the day, who it's fantasy football, as Kenny's. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Lost several years off my life trying to get into the playoffs and was bounced from the playoffs (laughs) just as quickly as I entered. So.
4: I, I was envisioning and chatting with Stephanie at, at the end of the week there, like what it was like, what it would be like to sit with Kyle right now. Oh. Get, well, of course you wouldn't be sitting, but no, I wasn't. to be in the same room, uh, it would have been, uh, it would have been something.
0: As I think I mentioned, I was running around Chuck's living living room. Everyone on my team scored on red zone within like, I'm going to say yeah. two minutes of each other in Joku, 35 yard touchdown, Justin Fields to DJ Moore. Got in ETN at the goal line. Yeah, my head nearly exploded. I hugged a stranger. I uh, scared him half <laughs> to death. Uh, yeah, very different week <laughs> this week against Jeff. but uh, Nick, we appreciate you joining. We're looking forward to many more years of fantasy football, and I have a good feeling that your luck may change. So thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you. All right, we are going to move into one of our most popular segments: Listener of the Week. This is a very special holiday listener of the week. So Joe, all of the names have been in here. We are growing up over 20 subscribers so far, which is great to see. I will spin the wheel and you can let us know where it lands.
1: This week's listener of the week is Philip Cormier, longtime supporter, longtime friend. happy to see Philip on the on the on the listener of the week uh, scorecard here.
0: Yeah, Phil, great to have you as the listener of the week. I will add, Joe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think Phil was the first and maybe the only person to leave a review on the podcast, which is much appreciated.
1: That is correct. We're getting the numbers up there, but the reviews definitely are boosting our our, our confidence and helping us grow the podcast even more than we previously have.
0: Yep. Amazing. Uh, As always, you can have a beverage of your choice at a location of your choice with either Joe or myself. This prize continues to go unclaimed. So Phil, there might be a few unclaimed rewards coming your way if you cash in. The pot keeps building each and every episode.
1: I was going to say, it's a good thing we haven't doubled it and given it to the next person because we might be in trouble here after a few more episodes. Indeed, indeed. All right, so we're going to look to wrap things up. And as we move forward, Joe, we've
0: got one episode of the podcast left, and that is going to come in week 16, right ahead of our finals. We've got a lot of interesting things coming up on that episode. One thing that will happen is we are going to have the winner of the AFC – and the winner of the nfc join joe and i live on the podcast for some good old-fashioned chirping we might get their thoughts on how the season unfolded some some particular moves they made and we're going to do the wsgb honor awards
1: as well so joe tell us a bit about the honor awards yeah just looking back to the season we want to recap you know who's who's been successful who's had some top scoring, some points against, top defense, all those awards. And of course, we can't forget the most prestigious award for our team, for our group, the Carter McMullen Man of the Year Award. Absolutely.
0: Awarded annually, as everybody knows. Uh, We won't spoil what it is awarded for. You'll have to tune into our next episode to understand. But rest assured, it is the most prestigious award our league has to offer, the Carter McMullen man of the year well it has been a blast you've heard from a lot of the league mates so far we appreciate everybody who joined this episode to give their thoughts and opinions on the year and on their league mates joe i'll hand it over to you uh, for final thoughts before we wrap up
1: hey no great episode happy to be here on this holidays on my birthday wishing everybody a a merry christmas and and a happy new year and looking forward to see what happens in this weekend's playoffs
0: awesome we'll see everybody very soon Merry Christmas